like a restrictive diet is sort of a misnomer when it comes to vegan food because there is so many options now and it's presenting that argument uh you know like like you're not really missing anything if you go vegan and i think that's an important thing to tell that's like that that's a that's a uh like a story that should be told yeah on like okay this is a burger made out of you know vegetables yeah. But it's still presenting you with the same flavor profile and texture, and it's still uh, satisfying that same itch. Um, and like, if you want to be pedantic about it, like, sure, you could call it like pureed chickpeas with seasoning, and you you could do that. But I think it's you're ignoring a really big part of of what we're presenting to you. That we're presenting an experience that is akin to something that you grew up with. And, and food is um, like an important memory thing. Like, like when people, somebody bites into something, it takes them back somewhere. And, and we want as vegans to also have that. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. Welcome back or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. A fun one coming this week. Uh, you you might know the guest if you follow me on social media or you're uh, following what I'm up to. It is uh, my my partner and the chef for the restaurant we're working on opening um, in Quincy, Mass, which is just south of Boston. Um, it's Chef Will Hernandez. Uh, Will and I uh, connected about six months ago. Uh, we tell the story in this episode, just kind of the, the serendipitous way we sort of connected um, at the perfect time in, in both our lives, and uh, pretty cool story. Um, we talk about how Will worked his way up from literally starting at Panera Bread, stacking boxes in the fridge uh, when he was 19, to now having run a number of kitchens and... Um, just how he's, you know, just steadily worked his way up. Uh, how he found himself a few years ago in the dilemma of having gone vegan, yet every job he could get um, required him to cook animal products. So you can imagine, you know, being a vegan for ethical reasons and then having to cut chicken all day or prepare steak or things like that. Um, and he talks about how it's something a lot of vegan uh, chefs face, especially in Boston, because there aren't many restaurants that are plant-based and vegan. Uh, why he, he is thoroughly unimpressed by meat-based cooking, how a plant-based diet helped his health and gave him this newfound energy for the long shifts and kind of the lifestyle that comes with working in a kitchen and being a chef and, and being in hospitality. Why his favorite city for vegan food is uh, not New York, it's not L.A., it's not Portland, Oregon, it's actually Philadelphia. Um, why you have to be a bad vegan before you're a good one. This is something I love uh, that he said. Uh, everybody, you know, when they go plant-based or they go vegan, they think like overnight they're going to be they have all the answers, they're going to know all the things to cook, all the new ways to eat, and it just takes time. It's like anything you know, you don't go into the gym for the first time and bench 250 pounds. Like, it takes time to get good at things. Uh, so I love how he phrased that. you got to be a bad vegan before you're a good one. Uh, why he was ready to move to New York when we crossed paths. Um, and we also talk all about uh, the new restaurant we're working on. Uh, it's called Rewild. I will give kind of a quick uh, overview of it, although we talk about it, but... Um, it is, uh, it, to, to my knowledge, it is the first hundred percent vegan beer hall and cafe in the country. 
We're going to have 24 taps with local craft beer. Um, I promise it will be the best craft beer list you can get south of Boston. Um, you'll be able to get uh, kombucha on draft. You'll be able to get wine on draft. Um, we're going to have artisanal coffee, uh, really top-notch you know, craft coffee, mocktails, cocktails. So it's going to be an amazing place to come hang out. It's a very urban, artsy, uh, beer hall style feel, feel where you can come with the family and hang out. You can come with friends, you know, um, after dinner and come hang out for a few drinks. And then food that's approachable to uh, Bostonians and approachable to vegans, not vegans, anybody. You know, we'll have pizza, we'll have um, burgers, we'll have um, tacos, we'll have all the things people are used to. Um, and if you want something super healthy too, we'll have the Buddha bowls, we'll have uh, for people in Boston, kind of the life of lifestyle wraps and bowls and things like that as well. Um, and then, yeah, in the mornings we'll, we'll have that killer coffee with, um, uh, amazing. We're, we're hoping to get union square donuts and some other, just some of our favorite vendors for pastries and, and, uh, that sort of thing in the morning. So a place you can come during the day, work on your laptop, bang out some work. Um, and then it'll, it'll transition into, you know, live music and pop-ups and all kinds of things going on at night. Um, and, and we really think we're filling a void for adding a social component to plant-based dining. Um, it's something non-existent in Boston and very much lacking throughout the country. Uh, a place you can go and be social, you know, have a night out with friends and, and eat 100% plant-based. So anyway, uh, that's the mission. Will will tell you all about the menu. He's the mastermind behind that. Um, incredibly talented and, and has learned from uh, some some very talented plant-based chefs too. Uh, so uh, without further ado, the very talented, the one and only Chef Will Hernandez. All right, I got Chef Will Hernandez in the house. What up? <laughs> Will, uh, for those that don't know, Will and I are working on a restaurant in Quincy Center here, and uh, he's the mastermind behind all the food, the entire menu. He's putting the team on his back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so not only want, I think it's a good time to like actually talk about what we're doing and that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but before we do that, we're also. It's a little loud in here. We're at a cafe. We're at Cafe Gelato in Quincy Center, uh, which is right around the corner from where we're gonna be. Um, but uh, before we get into all restaurant stuff and all that, uh, can we just get like life story kind of stuff? Um, yeah. Uh, basically, have been a cook slash chef my entire adult life. Uh, just started doing like the ultimate grunt work like my first kitchen job was literally i only got hired just to organize boxes inside the refrigerator yeah where was that at uh panera bread panera, when i was yeah. 19 yeah. i moved up here for college and no one would hire me for any part-time job yeah so where originally so where originally from uh, i i am from new bedford massachusetts yep proud representative of the <laughs> south shore uh, south coast South Coast, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and then, so yeah, I moved up here for college. Uh, I went to UMass Boston. I got my English degree there. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I, I was like broke in college. Couldn't find anywhere to get me to give me a job. Yeah. Panera Bread, give me a job. And then I started fixing up the refrigerator. People quit, so I get put on the line. And I don't know what it was, but even just making sandwiches. Something clicked in my mind, like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. And then from there, just kind of jumping place to place to place, doing everything I could to learn everything I could. And then, and then I went vegan. And then, and then my, my career was at a complete standstill of, what do I do? Because when I went vegan, I was running a cafe in the financial district. Um, and it's like every single day I would have to cook meat. I would have to cook chicken. I would have yeah. to be making mac and cheeses, like stuff like that. And, and I would feel disgusted. And I also felt like a 
I felt like a poser. Yeah. Like I'm I'm vegan and I'm li- I'm saying all to all these people like you should go vegan also, but also I'm literally cooking animals. Yeah. So so what was obviously like your before like the decision to go vegan like growing up in in like in your house and, and even after that like you're eating I'm eating anything and everything yeah everything like my family definitely like especially my Salvadorian side of my family yeah like sometimes it would just be rice and beans yeah but like my Puerto Rican side yeah <laughs> it's like no we're so we're Puerto Rican Salvadorian mom right. and dad yeah 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 and, and uh so it's like like pork chop heavy with my dad and like yeah. like steak heavy but also like my mom being more like we're just gonna have rice and beans today. yeah yeah so okay. I, I grew up like a little mixture of the little, two little mixture yeah. of the two uh but and yeah. then in, in college in 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 past like you're not really thinking about I'm it. not I'm not if anything I was actively finding way more ways to put meat in my body yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like i was very much a, a, a part of that meat culture yeah of like and we, bacon on everything and yeah and was that like just like a culinary like it wasn't thing even, or was it just like you wanted like that's just that was your norm i i think it was sort of a way to prove masculinity on like i'm yeah. eating meat because i'm a man yeah and then sort of systemically like breaking down that mentality in myself and then it was actually really funny. Uh, Meg, who was doing the cafe yeah, yeah. at the restaurant, I took a trip to New Orleans down with her. And yeah. she was vegan. And she would see me eat all this stuff. And we spe- she spent the whole like uh, trip being like, like, you know that this is disgusting. Yeah. Like, you know this, this is bad for you. You know that it's like morally wrong. Yeah. And I, at that point in my life, there was, like, a lot of things happening in my life, and it just clicked. Yeah. Like, she's right. So this was, what, a trip, like, three, four years ago, or yeah. what? Yeah. Like, I don't even remember. I've known her six years. Yeah. So it was relatively early on in our friendship. Yeah. And 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 if it wasn't for Meg, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I would have gone vegan eventually. Yeah. But in that moment, it was her telling me, like, hey man like you should like like think about what you're eating think about what you're doing to the animal think about the effect you're having on the environment and it just clicked yeah but of course i you know i come back home and i have this job that is paying me more than i've ever had been paid in my life but i i have to cook meat and cheese uh so I, i felt really really bad about it and it was weighing heavy on me uh especially because like when you go vegan originally like it's it's not hard but it's it's kind of hard yeah so so trip with meg like clicks for you what she's saying was there any like outside of that like was there any like documentaries or like books or anything like that that like got in your ear or was it just like a it was it was just like yeah. her also telling me how it made her feel better yeah. and i was just like not in a great place mentally mm. and i was just like i need something to stabilize my life yeah and when she was telling me about veganism i was like this is this is the thing yeah that is going to help stabilize me yeah and it did and side question was that the trip you got the tap it is. <laughs> I got a tattoo. So you got a sweet, like, alien abduction uh-huh. tattoo. Um, Which I'm sure was after a late night. It was uh, actually <laughs> early in the morning before a flight. <laughs> we, we were at the bar next door. Yeah. And we were like, we have an hour until we got to catch a flight. What if we got a tattoo? Yeah. And the three of us went to the parlor next door to this bar and said, we have an hour. Could you give us, the three of us, the same tattoo? Because <laughs> my friend Zoe also. Yeah. And and they did. Yeah. I mean, like, it's I'm crooked. I'm sure they're used to that in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. It's crooked. It's a little blotchy. Yeah. But I also, I, 
We made them do it in 20 it's minutes. It's a story. That's almost like your... The alien abduction tattoo is almost like your vegan, like, like stamp. Right. You start to your vegan journey. It's like a, a complete <laughs> reminder of, like, this turn in my life. Yeah. yeah. And, um... So, Boston doesn't have a whole lot of vegan restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially three, four years ago. Yeah. So you're working, uh, you said financial districts, like you're running right. that kitchen. It's a lot of like catering, right. like stuff for right. lunch yeah. crowd. Yeah, it's like a lunch yeah. crowd. It's, uh, and, uh, and I, I was deeply unhappy. And then I, um, I, I started hanging out with other vegans and like the Boston punk scene. Yeah. And then through that, I started meeting people at Veggie Galaxy. And Veggie Galaxy, to me, as a recent vegan, was like, it blew my mind. Yeah. Like, like, like I had never even eaten tofu, besides like once or twice, before I tried their like smoked tofu. Yeah. And, and it's just stuff like that. And then, and then when I started talking to the cooks there and being like, you're doing what with what? Like, like what do you mean? This marinade is just soy sauce and orange juice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, how does it taste like bacon? You know. Yeah. Um, and then so I, I knew enough people there that they they could, they got me a job, but I took a really big pay cut. Yeah. To go there, but it, it was what I needed, as like a new vegan who felt bad about what they were doing. Yeah. And then I started working there, and then. So like, Veggie Galaxy, for those that don't know, there's just there's one or two. There's one. So there's one, and it's um, Central Square, Cambridge. Central Square in Cambridge, and it's like, it's like, would you call it fast food or more fast casual? I think, like the perfect way to describe it is, uh, it's, it's like a diner, like any it's a other diner. diner. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like American diner food, all vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they're vegetarian also, but like, oh, yeah. oh, but everything yeah. on the menu is. By default, vegan except for their omelets. Okay, that they use eggs in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So I'm working there, and I I learned quite a bit about veganism there because at that time, almost all the line cooks were vegan, almost all the servers were vegan. Um. And I learned, but then, but then it started becoming the thing of. Oh, well, I'm still making eggs. Yeah, yeah. So then it, it became on uh, my own personal mission on how do I learn how to not rely on these crutches that so many people rely on. Yeah. Like, I am so thoroughly unimpressed by non-vegan food because it's just a meat patty with cheese on it and their job is done. There's nothing there. There's no creativity. There is nothing for me to be impressed by. Yeah. And so I was like, I need to get away from cheese. I need to get away from eggs. Uh, because it's, it's sure it's better than actively cooking chicken. Mm. But it's, it's, not nothing, it's not something that I felt professionally satisfied by. Yeah. So how, how common is it right now in the culinary scene for chefs that happen to be vegan that are like in similar situations like you were in the financial district and even at veggie galaxy to an extent that like they're really looking for something that is a hundred percent like they're they're dealing with a hundred percent vegan I, ingredients. i feel like there's quite a bit of us yeah and and there's a, uh almost every vegan chef that i know now is still working at a place where they have to use animal products yeah and i think all of us collectively are looking for a place that we can do all vegan all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I just, from, like, my experience, like, I could not, like, if my, like, girlfriend or somebody I lived with was not vegan and I just having in a house, like, I, I, I just wouldn't feel right about it. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be cool with me. Yeah. So, like, I can't even imagine, like, constantly cutting, constantly... Like, if, you're, if you really are, like, an ethical right. vegan, like, that's... 
it's tough. It's 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 a really. But it's also your livelihood. Yeah, you it's know? a really tough yeah. thing because you you feel not great about it professionally. You feel not great about it ethically. Um, it's disgusting, uh, and you have like like I remember having this constant feeling of like dissociating at work, of like I got to remove myself from this situation a little bit. Um, but also, it's like I this is the only job I've had. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if I if I leave uh, this job, the other job is going to make me cook more meat. Yeah, right. So it's like this complete double-edged sword for vegans who are also chefs. Yeah. In in Boston. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. There's there's way more options in New York and in, in LA to work for you know vegan chains and vegan like uh, vegan restaurants of all kind. Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I thought that if I wanted to work in an exclusively vegan restaurant, that I would have to move to New York or Philadelphia. But thankfully, we are changing that. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia, surprisingly, has got a good scene. I, uh, actually, or better. Yeah, yeah. I actually um, am more inspired by vegan food in Philadelphia than I am by any other city. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah because they do fun twists on, on every type of food that you could really think. Yeah. And it runs the gamut. It, it, it goes from like places like the Tasty which is diner food, to veg, which is, uh, you know, uh, fine dining. Yeah, so, so I, not to interrupt you, but, uh, or to interrupt you, <laughs> uh, but I have a, in a post on my Instagram, sitting at veg, and taking a photo of what I was eating with a really good craft beer. This is like two and a half years ago. And it's like, hmm, maybe I'll start a vegan food and craft beer place. <laughs> you know? See, that's what it, because that's it, like, to me, like, again, at, at that time, recently getting into plant-based and in, in, in vegan food, and the fact that I could sit there, like, I, w- I had, like, a slice of pizza, and then, like, I had, a, I had a bunch of different apps, and also was choosing from, like, some of the best beer in Philadelphia, and I was like, okay, it was just so, like, crazy to me that that existed, because in Boston, we just don't have it. Right, and, and there's other places that, for me had a similar effect like uh, Grindcore House which is a cafe in South Philly okay. it's um, it's all vegan um, and it, it I was like this is really cool it's like young people being able to hang out and now even having to worry about if it's vegan or not like they just know yeah and then uh, Tattooed Mom which is a bar also I think it's in center city of philadelphia that is like this really cool eclectic like like really weird uh bar that mm. has its own vegan menu and it was the first time that i went to a bar that had the, its own vegan menu yeah and i was like man if only boston had this <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know yeah, yeah man so it's cool that like we're gonna be hitting on kind of the bar side with you know best beers best cocktails like in the area but then also the cafe side so you're kind of a cool little balance of both you know right and and um i remember just coming back to boston and being like man that that eight hour trip i would i would take it any day of the week just to have that again yeah totally but thankfully the the vegan scene in boston is getting better oh yeah no doubt about it yeah and, and that is really nice to see. Yeah. Uh, and even most places, like, at least the ones that are, like, hip and, like, at least on trend, are offering, starting to offer, whether it's the Impossible Burger or, like, just options labeled vegan. Right. Because they know that's, that's what's hot right now, and that's likely the future in the next five, ten years, and then you know? also as a... Uh, as a chef, yeah, vegetables are more interesting to me than anything. So when I see like uh, like the the like finer dining restaurants in Cambridge yeah. start to do <clears throat> vegan dishes, yeah, I'm like I know that that chef is having fun because the transformation of a vegetable is 
a really interesting and complex thing. Um, and, uh, and I know that that's more fun than putting something on a grill. Yeah. I, like, it just is. And so it's really cool also to see chefs be able to represent their art with vegetables. Mm. I think that's a really fun thing. Yeah. Um, and it's something that is, like, vegetables inspire me quite a bit. I think the, like, fake meats are a cool thing, and they have their place. But also the transformation of a carrot to something else is... Yeah. Like a corn dog. Yeah, like a corn dog <laughs> or, or anything along those lines of just, like, that's cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So, you're at Veggie Galaxy for um, how long, would you say? I don't even remember because the thing with, with, with kitchen jobs is it all feels like one very long day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Um, yeah, where'd you go? For, so you're still... Now you're looking for like full-on vegan, right. right, at this point? So then I, I start at Chubistro. Yep. And then I'm there and then... Relatively. So Chubistro, again, for people that aren't familiar with the area true bistro is like it's fine dining uh all vegan food uh, i guess somewhat similar to a veg um yeah uh different style but uh you know you go it's like a night it's like a date night is how yeah. i perceive it like it's not I a place to hang out yeah it's not a place to hang out you go you know they have decent like wine selection and beer selection and you know, white tablecloth sort of setting, and um, yeah. but small place. Small place, especially then. In Somerville, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's in Somerville, and it was before the expansion of the restaurant. Yeah. Now, now it could seat like sixty people. Yeah. Too. Again, but, which is a sign of the demand here right. in Boston. They doubled in size almost. Um, but at the time, it was only like thirty tables. Yeah. Um, and Stewart has been vegan and working at vegan restaurants for 25 years. Is that, uh, is that the head the, chef there? The head chef. Yeah. And, like, just in a conversation in passing, I felt like I was unlocking, like, so much, like, information on veganism and vegan food. Uh, because also, and I love, because there's some head chefs who will get mad at you for asking any question. Yeah. Stuart will let you ask the most, like, basic questions and not get mad. Yeah. He, like, he would encourage me, like, I know you think that that question might be dumb, but ask it. Yeah, cool. And, and I learned so much from him. Uh, Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know uh, you were a true booster for a yeah. little while. Uh, and, That's cool. And then I ended up going back to Veggie Galaxy. Yeah. Because it, it was hard that the, the Veggie Galaxy crew is, was like family and actually still is. I still actively hang out with people I've worked with at Veggie Galaxy. Yeah. It, it felt like a family. It felt like a home. So I go back and then not soon afterwards... Uh, by Chloe uh, announces that they're going to be opening up. And this is their first one in Boston in the, the seaport, first, right? In the seaport. And then, uh, and then I, I, I take that jump. Yeah. Because, again, it's an all-vegan place. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I met Marissa. Yeah. Who is uh, going to be uh, the GM at the yeah. restaurant. Totally, yeah. So this was like... A serendipitous sort of thing. I had a, I have a family friend who is in like the flower business and she <laughs> had heard that what I was up to. This is before I had met you and, you and mm -hmm. Marissa. Here I am, some, some dude. Yeah, I know, I know beer, but <laughs> you know, I can't really start a restaurant. I can't, you know, I can't cook. I have no real experience on the food side of things at all. And um, so my, I, I think my mom had told our family friend, my family friend is like at this florist in South Boston and uh, she starts telling uh, this guy about it or, or my plans for it. 
And then he was like, hey, like, I know this girl who is, like, big into plant-based vegan food and, uh, like, they should at least connect. And uh, so that kind of roundabout way of connecting with Marissa. So I met with Marissa at by Chloe. And, um, yeah, and then she was like, well, like, Will would be would be great, you know, as a chef. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just funny how things kind of connect just, like that. Yeah, you know? it, just, it was... And it happened at, like, the perfect time. Yeah. Because uh, I, was, I was looking for something new. Yeah. Because um, by Chloe was, like, it started out, this is at least my, like, sort of uh, perception of it. But when it first opened, I remember going, I really enjoyed it. Um, like had a I, I forget what I had I had a burger and fries of some kind but I was like this is like this is really cool and um, yeah I just enjoyed it like I thought it was pretty good and then like I went back like a year and a half later or a year later or whatever it was and it wasn't as good um, I don't know it just wasn't it was definitely not as good as my uh, as the first time and it just seemed like it started out when, like, Chloe, the chef, was, like, really behind it, and it seemed like like a lot of love went into the food and a lot of... And then it's, like, there are 15, you know, 10 locations all of a sudden, and, like, the quality, at least from what I saw, the quality dropped. Yeah, I, you know? I think the, the biggest, like, frustration for me was that every job I had had up to then, I, uh, food is temperamental, so, like... Recipes are, are more of a guideline than a Bible. Uh, so sometimes, uh, like, uh, an ingredient has reacted a certain way to the temperature, and it's a little bit, it has more moisture, so it's going to need more salt, something along those lines. Uh, and so you have to adjust the recipe on the fly. Uh, and I wasn't allowed to. And, uh, and I, I just remember feeling like I'm, I'm not... a I'm not a cook anymore. I'm not a chef. I'm not actively thinking about uh, how to how to f- fix the food because because uh, I'm being dictated. Yeah, or improve, right? I'm being dictated like here's how we do it. Here's how you, the only way you can do it. Uh, You're in like an it. assembly line. Yeah, I'm an assembly line, and it it just deeply frustrated me. Um, and then also by that point in my own personal life. I had just been going at it on learning how to make everything. Yeah. Like I taught him how much, uh, like Stuart gave me a guideline on, on how to make vegan cheeses. So I just remembered what he told me and I started making my own vegan cheeses. Uh, the same thing for seitan. Uh, same thing for like playing around with tofu. How can you change the texture of tofu? How can you change the flavor of tofu? All these things. So I, at that point, I had a decent amount of recipes. Yeah. And I knew it. And I knew that I knew the like chemistry of food. Um, and I'd worked hard at it, which made the frustration even more intense. Mm. Um, and I, I'm always one to bet on myself. I know what I offer, and I know what I like how hard I work so I just bet on myself that something better would come along yeah and it did <laughs> so so you had cause when we met um you had you had just left yeah. and you were like I'm taking some time off like you were you were gonna like travel a little yeah. bit like just take some time off and and, and kinda like step back and figure out the next step yeah I was trying to get a, a sense of the bigger picture yeah and the bigger picture just ended up slapping me right in the face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, just being like, I'm here. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So I was, how long after you left did uh, did we link up? I think it was two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Dude, that's wild, huh? Yeah, I think it was like really yeah. like boom, boom. Yeah. I was, I had this whole like plan in my head of like, all right, I'm going to go out to New York. I'm going to go out to Philly. I'm going to stodge at some places. I'm going to do a trial shift. See if anybody takes a chance on me and maybe I'll move out. Or maybe I'll 
I'll find a place close by that is looking to make a vegan menu and I'll, I'll help them out. Yeah. I was like, but I'm going to just take time off and see what the lay of the land is. Yeah. And then yeah. really early on, I hadn't seen Marissa since I had left by Chloe. And, uh, and I was like, hey, let's, let's catch up. And then she told me about about your your idea. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I didn't I didn't realize it was like it was literally like, two was, weeks like, like bam, after bam. you left. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, so going back personally to kind of talk more on like um, the, the vegan kind of transformation for yourself. What what if anything has like it done for you whether whether health whether like whatever what what's kind of changed it it changed my life in a lot of ways uh physically i just remember uh like animal products just aren't good for you like they they make you feel bogged down they're, they're like not good for your heart they're not good for it's not good for you at all um so i would always be at work feeling really like heavy and tired and um, lethargic and it was it was hard for me to pull those long shifts especially my body would ache so intensely all the time yeah and the, and the average shift is like like when I was 12, at the cafe 14? it was like 10 yeah when I was at uh, Venture Galaxy it was a lot of doubles so it'd be like sometimes like 14 to 16 yeah yeah um, and then when I went vegan um yeah, like, my my body just reacted well to it. Like, I wasn't feeling sluggish anymore. I was feeling less physical pain. Um, I felt more energy. It was, like, easier for me to get up in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure part of that was also that I, I finally felt good about what I was doing. Yeah. Um, Combination of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it had a huge effect on me. And, and still does. Um, like, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, I know. I never drink I know. coffee. I'm sitting here having my second one of the day. And, uh, and I'm always just ready to go. Yeah. And, like, once I'm working, like, I, I don't stop. And I, I truly credit that to, like, how good my body feels. Yeah. Even though I don't work out at all. Yeah, I know. So, so I recent I, I was reading a, a recent uh, study that came out in <clears throat> on like disease prevention uh, front and like decreasing your like risk for cancer, cardiovascular disease, all this. That five thousand hours of exercise, so the equivalent to like one hour a day for like thirteen years was the equivalent of two weeks of a plant-based diet. Yeah, no. Like, like, it's like, and you feel it. When you do it, you feel it. And, like, I, I've gotten to the point where, like, you know, I look at working out a lot differently than I used to. Like, I still work out, but it's like, if I'm not, like, really feeling kicking my butt, like, I'll just take a walk. And, like, I just, yeah, you just don't need to try as hard to, like, you know, stay in good health. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and, uh, like, I had a lot of stomach issues, uh, mm. like, like really, really bad GERD and all this stuff. Uh, but it, it doesn't really affect me anymore. Uh, whenever I go to the doctors now, they're like, yeah, you, you look, all your stuff looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I literally, if I'm not at work, I'm laying down. Yeah. I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like... like yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're like when you are working, like, like it's, you're on your feet all day. It's, it's a like, long day. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, I'm definitely like, I'm like, I'm taking advantage yeah. of that. I'm not standing up for 12 hours. Yeah. But like, I, I, I like I just eat vegan and I eat well and my body doesn't feel like I'm in a car crash after I'm, I do a 12 hour shift. Yeah. And well, let me tell you, like, like. Cooks, like, our lives are hard because mm. they're so long and they're so labor-intensive. In any way that, that a, a cook or a chef can make their life easier, like, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because, like, I'll, I'll 
I could leave a restaurant at 11 at night and know I have to be back there at 7 in the morning. And when I was still eating meat, like, that idea, like, shook me to my core. Cause like, I'm, I, like, I know that I'm going to wake up feeling like I just got in a car crash. But like, now I'm like, that's, like, not that, like, I'm going to be sleepy. Yeah. But then my body's not going to hurt. Mm. And then once I'm there, I'm going to feel fine. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think going vegan definitely, like, made like like the the whole like thinking of a lot of cooks is i i'm gonna i'm a cook now and then but i can't be this my entire life because my body's gonna break down yeah like you're just gonna run out of steam right but like i don't feel like that at all yeah. like i i genuinely feel i could do this until i'm 60 70 yeah uh as long as i'm you know treating my body right yeah i love it man and i obviously experience similar stuff with with everything you just said um so maybe focusing on boston what do you think like with other chefs in the industry that aren't like kind of uh you know in tune with the plant-based stuff what do you think the biggest misconception about plant-based food vegan food and like what's the biggest misconception of what what don't people understand about it I, uh, because like a lot of people in into your point like of when you first went to veggie galaxy and right. you're like holy shit like this food's amazing like i can still have my burgers i can still have my tacos i can still have my waffles whatever mm-hmm. right um it's such like a shock mm-hmm. and it was the same with me when i like first discovered like a good vegan restaurant i was like holy crap like um so like what what do you think is the most misunderstood that people aren't like aware of that you can eat all the stuff you enjoy it's just you know I think plant-based. the biggest misconception is probably that it's not hard work I think behind the lines my, my experience has been that people take it for granted quite a bit but it's really hard work Mm. And uh, and I think non-vegans maybe are going to it thinking that it's going to be plain because they're used to, like, the vegetables or non-meats of being an afterthought where with vegan cooks, it's the whole thing. Um, but, then, but then they're, they're really impressed. Yeah, but they I, think I, I, so. Essentially, they think like plant-based food is gonna like taste like lettuce, right? And yeah. then, and then when they when they have it, they're like, "Whoa!" But I I think professionally, my my biggest thing has always been that people don't really understand how much work goes into it. Yeah, and I think collectively, all chefs think that about everything. Anyways. Yeah. So you, so like. Do you mean, like, as a profession chef, or do you mean, like, like, like the work that goes into creating, like, a, you know, mock meat from scratch right. is is it's, way more than, like, just seasoning a chicken and throwing it on Yeah, that's the, exactly what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, making stuff from scratch is, it's, a, it's, it's so, like, in, like, detail-focused. Yeah. And it's so... It's really, it's like, it's easy once you start doing it, but it takes a lot of work to get it done right. Yeah. Um, so what's your, what's your take on, like, a lot of non-vegans get, like, I don't want to say mad, but, like, they're like, why are you making a burger and calling it a burger? Why are you making a corn dog and calling it a corn dog? Like, what? <laughs> Like, what, what's your take on, like, on, ma- like, uh, kind of duplicating what people are used to versus, like, making something new and calling it, like, like, so a perfect example with us is, like, bacon or, like, like, we're not going to call it, like, rice, rice paper. paper, like, you know, rice. seasoned rice paper, right? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to call it bacon because that's what people are, are familiar with, but 
What's kind of your take on like my, on my, all, all that? My response to that has always been like whenever somebody says to me like, "Why are you making a bacon?" I thought I thought you were against animal products, and and it's like I, I'm not eating animal products not because I found the taste disgusting. I found it. I'm, I stopped eating it because I found it morally wrong. Mm. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, like I, I used to love burgers, steak, and bacon. Right. Like we all did. Right. You know. And then, and then also, it's this idea of like presenting that like, like, a restrictive diet is sort of a misnomer when it comes to vegan food, because there is so many options now, yeah. and it's presenting that argument. Uh, you know, like. Like, you're not really missing anything mm. if you go vegan. And I think that's an important thing to tell. That's like, that, that's a, that's a, uh, like a story that should be told. Yeah. On, like, okay, this is a burger made out of, you know, vegetables. Yeah. But it's still presenting you with the same flavor profile and texture. And it's still uh, satisfying that same itch. Um, and like, if you want to be pedantic about it, like, sure, you could call it like pureed chickpeas with seasoning, and you you could do that. But I think it's you're ignoring a really big part of of what we're presenting to you. That we're presenting an experience that is akin to something that you grew up with, and and food is um, like an important memory thing. Like, like when people, somebody bites into something, it takes them back somewhere. And, and we want as vegans to also have that. Mm. Like, like we are also humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we have memories, we have attachments. Yeah. Like, like give us this. Don't, don't yeah. try to remove this like love factor from our food. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. And, and yeah, just thinking from like my experience, like, you know, like, I still want a burger on the 4th of July. Right. You know what I mean? It's going to be a plant-based one, but, like, if it just brings back those memories of, like, grilling in the summer and, like, you know, so that that's a great point. Yeah. It is, yeah. So, so let, it, let us have our chickpea burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. So let's get into, uh, let's get into Rewild a little bit. Yeah. It's so obviously for, for people that this is not on their radar... Uh, Rewild is the name of the restaurant. Uh, we'll be in Quincy Center here. 100% plant-based, but as we just discussed, like food that's approachable, food that's familiar to people, uh, food that you know happens to be plant-based but is not sacrificing any of the tastes and kind of the things we're looking for when we go out to eat, and um, and then you know pairing that with the best local craft beers around and, and we're doing wine on tap and kombucha on tap and uh, we're doing uh, cafe sides going to have uh, hopefully Union Square Donuts um, you know all, all of the you know pastries in the morning everything you're used to uh, just done really well and it's going to happen to be plant based um, but uh, from your perspective obviously because you're the you're the magician behind the, the menu here um, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about the approach? We've probably kind of touched on it a little bit just talking, but the approach and then maybe like a dish or two, uh, for example, that like kind of where we're going with and why? Yeah, I think the, the general like idea behind the menu has been let's have fun mm-hmm. on, uh, and even with the healthier things of not just offering a salad with lettuce, tomato, but like, let's have fun. Let's, let's do all these foods that like are like known as like bar foods almost a little bit, mm. but like, let's, let's do them plant-based, let's do them fun and let's find a way to elevate it mm. and not just do a recreation, but some like, like aim to do an improvement and like that aim to improve is like a constant goal it's it's something that you know it's 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 going to be a complete work in progress always mm. even when we're open it's it's always going to be something that i'm going to be pushing that like how can we make this better 
but yeah, I think that's generally the idea behind the menu is let's do something fun. Um, and then, like the yeah. So give us a yeah. Give us the, an example, the, like menu item, like. I'm biased to the crab cakes. I freaking love the crab cakes. Right, but I think that's a perfect example, though, of, like, how can we transform mushrooms and chickpeas into something? And then how can we get it to not just taste like it, but, like, like we're, I, don't, I don't really want it to look exactly like a crab cake. I like, like how, do, how do we play around with it? Yeah. Uh, or, like, the tacos on, on taking tofu and making it into um, like a pork belly yeah um, or um, and then also like I, I added stuff on the menu that and going back to food and, and memory I added like the chicken sandwich that I added to the menu is a sandwich that my mom would make me for my birthday every year uh, so when I was like oh we're gonna do a fried chicken sandwich I'm like I'm definitely gonna add the chicken sandwich my mom made me. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, and it's just stuff like that, and then just uh, and then also like also making sure that no part of the menu is an afterthought. Like like th- that the salads are something that it's gonna fill you up and it's creative and it's fun. That the dinner options are creative and fun. And. Uh, yeah, it just—it's been a lot of tweaking and a lot of work here and there. But like, I'm—I'm I'm really proud of of the menu, and I'm really excited to present people with some stuff that like isn't anywhere else on the East Coast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, on the so we're definitely like the bacon's gonna be big. Yeah. Nobody does that style of bacon around here. No, I think the <clears throat> only places to do it is out in Chicago and LA yeah and then on the uh, dessert side like that's another thing we're going to be doing is desserts and we haven't fully flushed that out but uh, to start some great vegan donuts yeah <laughs> that you can get with some uh, probably some FOMU ice cream and that sort of stuff and uh, also, the Union Square donuts are my favorite yeah, like and ridiculous. I'm saying, like having gone to Dunwell's, having gone to Dottie's, like like other well-known vegan donut places, Union Square just blows them out of the water. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It is. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So, what would you say? What would you say is biggest challenge uh, in like creating a a menu from scratch? Um, or is it kind of second nature? I think. It, this might be a little bit like outside of the actual menu creation, but then what, uh, once you start thinking about like things that you want to make, and then you start writing out the recipe, and you're like, oh, this has 25 components to make this one thing, like probably doesn't work for a restaurant. Yeah. Because you know we're gonna lose money. So then it starts. You so so the the hardest part is actually finding recipes that use like transferable items like okay i'm gonna use these onions also for this other thing and this other thing and this other thing so this makes sense to put on the menu right so it's balancing the the financial side and keeping your ingredient number to like like a certain certain amount so that the actual restaurant and the food items are are viable versus because restaurants uh are hard yeah because the the overhead for restaurants is wild, um, so so you you like you you have to go into it knowing the money side of it mm. uh, and the food cost side of it because because that'll get you. Yeah, for sure. So the the menu creation, the the like back and forth on what I add and what I take out, is almost always on. Oh, I'm not using this ingredient anywhere else. Yeah. Could I take it up? Like, I should probably take it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so, so then that, that's been the thing of finding that balance of, like, okay, here's something creative and cool, um, but is it going to cost too much? Mm. What are you most excited about? Honestly, the thing I'm really excited about is to do the dinners. Mm. I think the dinners are, are a really 
cool spins on on uh, like scallops yeah or or curries um i think they're really fun spins and then also i think it it also is a cool highlight on what cooks could do mm. you know like they're they're not hard to make but you have to know what you're doing to make them uh so i think it'll be fun to have the cooks back there knowing that this wasn't particularly easy to make but i made it and yeah. it, and uh it looks nice and people enjoy it uh and i think that that's uh that's a really important thing also when running a restaurant in the back house is having people feel pride in their work because mm. if it's just an assembly line yeah what you can go work anywhere else yeah, yeah. like what is keeping you there why like you, yeah you can go anywhere else but if you have pride in what you're doing and so many different components of what you're making is something that came out of your hard work yeah hey dude I <laughs> so just that reminded me of uh, <clears throat> the second pop up we did uh, would you have three other people in the kitchen with you two two other people and I like walked in at one point and like people were singing and like dancing and like everybody was like having a good time and the pop-up was like we were we were actually just like assembly lining like because everybody yeah. gets the meal at the same time it's all right. the same food um but i was just like damn like they're like having fun in here like i just yeah. wouldn't have like i <laughs> pictured I, it i you know have fun at work yeah and i think people react to it because I don't get stressed out. Yeah. Like, actually, I think your mother had mentioned that. That yeah. she looked into the kitchen and she saw me not stressing out. Yeah. And she was like, how is he? Yeah, there's 50 people out here. Like, <laughs> like I, I, don't, I don't get stressed you out. You get 50 people out here. You got, like, three people, two. Two of them you've never worked with before. And you're just like, also, you know. Also, full picture is uh, we had to buy a camping griddle. That's to, right. Yeah, we were, yeah. To make the food on. Uh, it was... A very small room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was completely like, like we're doing this no matter what. Yeah. Like, like we were, <laughs> we're like, we we're, like, we're going to make this work. Yeah. Uh, but actually, when I told other, like, chef friends of how we did it, they're like, how? Yeah. Because, like, I just picture, like, and I think what's common, like, to my knowledge in, in restaurants is, like, you go in the kitchen and it's generally like with a full house outside like it's generally like a stressed kind of uptight environment i don't and, like you just were not rolling out and i and i don't yeah. let people feed into it yeah that's if, cool. if, if, if somebody looks at that door and they see a line and they look stressed out i'm going to remind them that hey this is a chance for you to prove how good you are yeah and then I, and then i'm going to motivate them and i'm going to i'm going to kind of just push them to having a positive energy yeah um and uh but yeah that that we had a really good crew that day too yeah like th they helped me out with prep and all this stuff but i i do remember uh because we did we did quite a bit of work because we did we did 50 salads and then we did 50 um dinner entrees yep and then 50 desserts yep or 52 something yeah somewhere like somewhere around there uh and like we did it i know i was <clears throat> i was just like so shocked when i went in like music on like it was it was just great um so to somebody at home right now that is kind of feeling what we're saying you know some maybe some of the health benefits you experienced like w when you went vegan um in that or, or wants to for ethical reasons or whatever and just thinks it's like so hard to do and so much of a challenge like what's like something from like with your chef background that if somebody at home is used to like cooking at home and they want to go like more plant-based like what's what do you recommend they can do you know as a way to start um, making the transition i think my biggest advice is actually to people to uh Learn to stop hating tofu. Yeah. Embrace tofu. Yeah. <laughs> tofu is so... You can do so many things with tofu. Uh, and the, the quicker that you get over the, like, cartoon depiction of tofu, the 
the easier your life is going to yeah, get. Yeah, and, and to piggyback on that, like, and I used to have this thought too, like back in my meat eating days, I thought like tofu was gross. Like I was like, what? It, not only the name itself paints this picture, right. but then you're like, oh, it's just like this fake like meat, right? And I, I thought that was gross. I thought taking soybeans and making something that has the texture of meat, right? Yes, it's processed and all that, but I thought that was gross versus eating a dead animal, <laughs> which now like <laughs> now like I I've come full circle and I'm like. Oh, like eating a dead animal that, you know, was, it's dead, you know, like, like it's just so disgusting to me now. So it's come and now like, I love tofu. Right. It's like this weird perception that like this, you know, meat made out of soybeans is, is gross, but I get that all the time. Right. And, and it's so much cheaper than buying like a slab of meat. Yeah, totally. so embrace tofu, embrace beans, because mm. those are also you can do so many things with them. And then I remember, like, when I first went vegan, I was not a great vegan. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I, like, I think my diet for like the first two weeks of going vegan was like Oreos and like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. and it was, spaghetti with, with tomato sauce. Right. And yeah, it was, yeah. I was not great, uh, but like I, I had. You have to be a bad vegan before you're a good one. Mm. Don't, don't. Don't treat it like a contest. Mm. You know, look up recipes. There, there's a lot of easy ones online where it's minimal things. Um, go out and try, and if you mess it up, you know, like eat it, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 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 you know, there's no like, there's like, your people mess up. You know, it's all a trial. It's all like a trial and error thing it's all a journey uh i mean there's still definitely sometimes where i have an idea and i try out something and it's the grossest thing i've ever tried <laughs> yeah. um but i like for somebody who wants to go vegan just like just do it just like try out a recipe here and there maybe like go a, a week without eating red meat and and then you'll you'll be like oh it's not even that hard mm. Um, and then and then start looking on recipes or even buying the the prepackaged like meats like the gardens or uh, you know like the the Beyond Burger or anything like that and then just go from there and you'll you'll pretty quickly catch on that there's not much that you can't get mm. and there's not much that you can't make totally because most vegan food you could do with just a cheap blender and a cheap knife yeah like you don't you don't need much yeah to make a lot of it like like if you want to get like intense about it sure but like when you're starting out you could just like go to Whole Foods spend like 20 bucks and make yourself like a really nice meal mm. and those ingredients will last you like a week yeah um Cool, man. Yeah. Well, uh, but I, before the before the last question, um, where can people, if they want, outside of uh, Rewild? So, uh, for people that want to follow us with the restaurant, it's it's at Eat Rewild. That's Facebook. Uh, that we're at Eat, Eat Rewild on on everything. Uh, Instagram is probably the best place to follow and, and reach out. But uh, people that want to shoot you a note, uh, Instagram best best place. Yeah. Instagram. It's uh, at. All right. I should probably <laughs> change my name. At this point. It's, uh, no, I, I think it's great. I don't know why what's up. It's uh, D U N N O. I don't know why what's up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cool. A really goofy Instagram. Yeah. And I apologize. I will be more professional one day. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that's that 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 speaks to your personality. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, cool, man. Well, well, thanks for doing this. Of course. Uh, thanks for. We've obviously been. When did we first connect? Like it's been October. a while. October. October. I think so. So October, November, December, January, February, March. So it's been six months. Wow. Yeah. So it's been six months that we've just been like, obviously, like you haven't been doing other work. And we've just been, like, scrapping and mm-hmm. doing pop-ups, you know. Just finding a way to make it work. Just finding a way to make it work. So, like, thank you to you for for 
doing that because I know like you know you obviously could have taken work elsewhere and just said the hell with this the hell with Pat's crazy vision eight months from now um, and now it's it's not my vision anymore it's very much our vision which right. is which is super cool and that's actually been the the nicest thing about it is I think from the menu to the design of the actual restaurant the our all our thumbprints are collectively on it yeah the menu is a reflection of of the three of our thinking like mm. like how we think yeah and I, I think that's a cool thing also. yeah I agree yeah. I agree yeah I'm pumped man we're getting closer we're, we're getting, getting closer, closer. Uh, and also website is eatrewild.com if you guys want to plug uh, plug your email in there that's all it is it's just a landing page but throw your email in and we'll keep you updated uh, for, for opening dates and uh, if we do another pop up or two and, and that sort of stuff uh, last question. So this podcast is called Eat Green, Make Green. Mm-hmm. I believe that eating green, eating plant-based, living living vegan puts me in the best position to to succeed at whatever it is I do in my life. Mm-hmm. And whatever my goal is at any particular time is how I define the make green portion of that. So I would ask you, what does make green mean to you? Why do you, at the end of the day, live a vegan lifestyle? I just I feel better about my life as a vegan than when I wasn't. I I feel healthier and I I feel like my mind is clearer. Um, yeah, I can't ever imagine not being a vegan. Mm. It just it's it's then also like like I can't think of any negative thing. Like so many positive things have come out of me being vegan. Like from the chance. Like meeting you and Marissa, like 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 all these things that have shaped my life, has been because of a decision I made a couple years ago mm. to go vegan. Yeah, and that's that's really cool to think about. Yeah, cool man. I think we uh, I think we rocked it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. No problem.